اوكي ماي فريندز ويلكم ويلكم ماي فريندز تعالوا تفضلوا السلام عليكم هاو ار يو جايز دوينج وير باك تو ستارت اوف اي وود لايك تو ثانك ايتش اند ايفري سينجل ون اوف يو جايز ذات مسجد اني ثري اوف اس about our pilot episode say what kinds of feedback you guys have been expecting. I think Laura got most of the feedback I don't think anyone wanted to slide in our DMs <laughs> well, so sh- everything sh- went to Laura for it my friends are the best you, did I? You, I just you, I just put it on my story yeah and you said comment th- for new ideas and such let us know about any topics you guys yeah. have for future episodes we didn't do that so yeah you you should always ask for listener engagement we got feedback. we got some you got a lot and it was really yeah, it encouraging it was super helpful encouraging mm-hmm. we didn't expect that positive feedback it was yeah. kind of like overwhelming i was shook we we thank you guys mm-hmm. um and we're looking forward for more positive feedback we're also looking for constructive criticism there's always room for improvements there's always things we can work on so oh, yeah, that's got, hey. also helpful if you want to roast these two <laughs> we are here you for are it. more than welcome <laughs> i don't to. know what you would roast how do you roast there's perfection? a lot it's, oh wow <laughs> it's very difficult um but we got some heat too and we appreciate it We got some constructive, constructive constructive criticism is my favorite thing in this world. It's because usually helpful. it's coming from people who want to see you do better. Yes, and who wants to see you succeed, who wants to see you doing great. Okay, if people want to comment more and c- give us more constructive criticism, how do they reach us? Um, our Instagram page or we our personal Instagram. I mean, if they know us, but if they don't, I mean, the Instagram page is the best. Leave a comment under any of the posts or We slide in the DMs. Tfadlalum. We also have, a, uh, we have, e- we have an email as well. It's hakifaldi podcast at gmail. So the way we spell it on Instagram, podcast at gmail. So if you want to be anonymous or whatnot. Also, a quick caveat. Um, we Just to be more clear, to tell you guys about our goal and uh, our intent for our, this podcast. Our vision. We are not intellectuals or anyone who studied the Middle Eastern culture for like the past 20 years. We're just a group of friends who have discussed these things openly in group settings over a chat. And these things have been brought up and it helped us to kind of like understand our perspective and our ideologies and our, our own take on um, the Middle mm-hmm. East in a, in a better way. So we wanted to kind of take this and then kind of like put it on a platform where it's shareable. It's for everyone to listen. It's for you guys to be able to like reflect on your own, for you to question these things and hopefully open a dialogue or a conversation with your immediate family your close friends hopefully to change your own perspective or for you to kind of understand it a little better right. uh, in hope to change the future generation raise your kids with these kind of values um, because yeah. we're blessed with being having both identities we can take values from being Arab okay take values from I'm being still with you I'm American, still with you <laughs> and hopefully that will enhance your own identity And to add to that, it's like Matthew said, it's our it's our perspective. It's our personal stories, like Lada said. This is we're sharing things that we've experienced so we can lead the charge of l- getting these things out and talking about it personally rather than sharing our opinion on politics or foreign affairs. We want to share things that had happened to us so we can grow that authenticity and it's also recognizing that your experience isn't everybody else's and you guys will like share your personal experience or how you perceived something and hopefully have another person on that will be able to bring something else to the table right. that other people can relate to as well because not everybody will be able to relate to just you two right which is my goes into my next point we also want this place to be super inclusive 
we understand that being Arab isn't just being Palestinian or being Muslim or being a male. There are other identities with being Arab. So we, we all want these voices to be heard. We do want to have a space for you guys to come here, share these kind of struggles, share um, your own perspective on whatever thing you're passionate about. Um, so a part of this is for us to kind of initiate these conversations, initiate these things with everyone. That way, you know, everyone is understands where everyone else is coming from. Um, so we can build like a cohesive environment for everyone else. Also, um, this is a space where we can roast Laura's outfit. But you can't roast us. We can only, that's a safe space for me and Mahdi. Laura gets roasted though. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> going back on topic, it's about letting you guys know a little bit about what our main target audience is yes, for the yes, beginning, yes. especially in the beginning. To let them in on the, the business aspect. We, as Arab Americans, we can only share our perf- our perspective and our personal stories. And mostly that's going to relate to other Arab Americans that are going to identify with the things that we can talk about, the things that we can share, the things that are personal to us. So obviously and, and initially it's going to be Arab Americans and hopefully anyone and anyone that can identify with the things and appreciate the things that we can share can also totally. come on in. Yeah. And it's also like maybe can give an insight more into our culture from for those who, I guess, aren't in the community, it can help them understand us a little bit more. That's true. So moving forward, we will use our Instagram page as a resource for you guys to kind of message us about things to talk about. So we will initiate a conversation through the podcast. We will wait from, for feedback from you guys, and we will bring these feedbacks to our next podcast, and we can like dive in, deconstruct, um, whatever topic we're talking about mm-hmm. to give you guys a better understanding, to share other feedbacks that we get from different people to like understand where are we coming from, like, where other struggles of people and where they're coming from. Like for a specific example, if we talk about mental health, we're going to initiate it. We're going to talk about our own struggles and our own uh, stories about that. They're going to come to y'all and be like, what do you guys experience? What are your stories? Say like you leave a DM or you leave a comment, we'll be like this person shared this, this, and that. Exactly. That because that perspective might be different than ours. It might be the exact same as ours. Mm-hmm. And then also, like obviously, if you don't want your name out there, we would like honor that and just say this person who would like to remain anonymous says this, this, and that. And that's why we have an email as well, so you mm-hmm. can email us. Exactly. So we want we want you guys to be part of this just as much as anyone else. And your feedback and the things that you share are super valuable. We will talk about them. We will discuss them. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. I'm kind of upset no one has hated on us yet because I want a hater. <laughs> I want to be like, damn, fuck, fuck these haters, bro. <laughs> these haters wishing on my downfall. I want a hater to be, yeah, so I can be like listening to Drake and shit and be like, yeah, I know what that's like. <laughs> haters, bro. Um, so what kind of things, topics you guys are interested in talking about? So for today, um, we had three things that we wanted to kind of bring up. It's like an example, I guess, of what yeah. you guys will bring up in later episodes. Three common Three hacky fathy taboo subjects. Yes, we're gonna talk about all the ab, like <laughs> should I sexual education? <laughs> See, that's something. That's diab. something that apparently, well, not apparently, it is like now considered like taboo to talk about. And yeah. I was just reading something though. Okay, and this is like coming, I guess, from like a Muslim perspective. A long time ago, there was like hadiths and stuff on this kind of stuff. Like, 
sexual education was something discussed. But now in today's world, in our in our Muslim society, it's not. It's seen as something mm. like I don't even mention it, don't even talk about it. So there's and hadith so, on. You know how in like Western society, there's like that the talk, quote unquote, the talk that yeah. one day when you reach of a certain age, your dad will like pull you aside, or your mom will pull you aside and like talk about, hey, you're at that age now, you might be feeling some things. This is how Sometimes. to go about it. I did not have that experience. Did you have that experience, Pamela? Absolutely not. <laughs> not even a My, hint. I mean, I feel like I'm somewhat informed about the subject just because in school. I mm. learned about it in middle school and high school. And that's something I think my parents were just like, they assumed that they would talk about it in school and that they didn't have to talk about it. Uh, Maybe my dad has talked to my brothers about it. I don't know. I had it with my mom. My mom literally sat us down. <laughs> and give it to like me and my two other brothers who are younger than me. How old were you? How old were they? Um, I was like twelve. Muhammad was eleven, and Mustafa was eight. 12. Wow, that's young. Yeah, when you're but twelve, I think you're Mustafa like understood like what was going on. Mm-hmm. But he was just like in there for the ride. Like <laughs> my mom was like just talking. Mustafa then... still doesn't know what's going on. He's like, <laughs> twenty-two. <laughs> he he was just like okay. My mom was talking about it, but she like super detailed about everything. How does a woman get pregnant? How does she have a baby? How does she? Right, Mahdi, I don't know. Like, my mom was like, just <laughs> went so all out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> being you gave me those ayab eyes, bro. <laughs> well, this is something that's considered haki fadli. Yeah. Mishwaktam. That, so by the way, I really feel like that's an anomaly. I don't think that happens when Mahdi got the, the talk mm-hmm. with all his brothers. I don't think that happens with most people. No, I don't think so I at think all. maybe it's because we're all boys. Like, I grew up with... Literally, we were all boys at the house. We had no girls. Oh, yeah. So maybe because of our dynamic in the household and then how it was like. Why your mom like, and not your dad? I know. that was That's what also makes it interesting. It's your mom. Mom is super laid back. For that's me, good. it was the exact opposite because I got double whammied. I left America eighth grade and I went to Ablad. I didn't get any sexual education up until then. And eighth grade is when you get it in our school at least. Then I went to Ablad for schooling for a year. I super didn't get anything there. It was like, I learned less. I actually forgot something learning in Ablad. I wonder when their health class is. I have no idea. Maybe like what grade knows? that is. No, I left it when I was in fifth grade. I don't know. So. I, was, I was until 10th grade that I was like figuring it out. I was worried about belly buttons for the longest time. I was trying to like piece it together. What is this I'm thing? I'm like, something's going on with the belly button. <laughs> I'm like, it, it, logically, it makes sense n- not knowing anything about it. You're like, some dude. I thought like babies come from out. the belly button for like the longest time. Until yeah. my mom gave me like, that's where they come See? from. See, like, where are the belly buttons exist then? That's because it makes. Why sense. do they exist? Wait, are you serious? Board? Yeah, why do belly buttons exist? Because that's where your food comes from when you're in. <laughs> we gotta your just talk room. to her. We gotta have the talk. Oh, to <laughs> never got that. Never took that class. And she still doesn't know. Where oh my come gosh, from. that's its sole purpose. Yeah. Because that's where your umbilical cord is. Attached. I understand that. But I'm talking about after, after post birth. That's they cut it. Yes. And then it stays there. I understand, but that's its sole purpose. Yeah. To wow. connect. Wow, I did not know that. That's where you get your nutrition from. Okay, I know I that you know through. while the baby's in, but like a lot of no. That, Why? What else would it be? I don't. I didn't know if there was like a purpose for it, like after you're born. No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We need we need someone who's a doctor on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Give yeah, someone's going to comment, like, um, well, actually, after birth, it's, I don't know. I'm, we're pretty sure. Listen, we're not scholars. We didn't study. Someone's going to roast us. Belly buttons. 
So that'll be an interesting topic to hear everybody's like perspective or experience with quote unquote the talk that never happened. Um, oh, yeah, I bet most of you. I bet most of you still don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but let us know. What other things would be considered hacky fodly then? What else did we we during our last podcast we talked about? We uh, touched on mental health. We touched. Like we touched. Yeah, yeah. Right, but we also touched on um, women's education. Did we? I think, I we, think did. we. Yeah. A lot we did. of it. Are you a girl that <laughs> wants to pursue her education and have a life? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was funny. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. I have an interesting story. I have personal ex- – no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things like – I mean, there are plenty of Arab educated, educated Arab women out there, but I think getting to that road was a little bit tougher to um, advocate for. Like, advocate for yourself as to why you should go ahead and pursue this career compared to a guy, I'm assuming. Um, And oftentimes, too, like, when a girl, she does pursue her education um, and say that she starts a family, it's a lot of times they don't end up using their degrees at all and just become a stay-at-home mom. Or that's, like, something that's expected. As a girl, do you think it's worth going to college for if you're just going to be a stay-at-home mom? Yeah. If if you want to be a stay-at-home mom. I think it is, just because it opens your world and your perspective. Right. And you can teach your kids. And you can teach your kids about yeah. different things, and she'll have something to fall back on. Exactly. I, it really gives you a leg up, I think, in society. Yeah. So, because usually people, I mean, people usually look down on, down upon it, like, wow, she got her education, and now she's just doing, Yeah. being a But we're not those now. kinds of people. That's personal. <laughs> That's why I'm asking a lot of her. I mean. <laughs> but those people do. Um, for me, this this happened, like, super recent. We were all at home, and I'm in the kitchen. My younger brother walks in, and, I mean, we've known this lady since, like, we were kids. And he was just, like, talking to her. And he was like, oh, Khatu, by the way, where is your daughter going to college? She kind of, like, stood there, and she's like, oh, her dad doesn't want her to go to school. He just, just wants her to get married to someone, and, and that's it. And I'm just seeing that look on, like, Mustafa's face. Mustafa's my younger brother. It was just like, he was like, are you serious, Khatu? Like, you really want her to just, like, get married and, like, and that's it. And she was like, yeah, that's what her dad wants. And then she goes, I don't know, Habibi, blah, blah, like, like whatever's written in this world, you know, she gave like a super like spiritual answer to it. And most of it was like, they're like, kind of like pushing her like, no, this is, this is not how you should like take this. You should like kind of be proactive in her career and like kind of push her to, to attend college and like get an education. So seeing my brother like kind of like push this woman to kind of like help her daughter out was was good to see because like he cares enough to like bring that up and like talk to her talk to her about it but see so, i'm sure like if that daughter brought up that that she wanted to go get this education or a career her parents probably dismissed it off as being like yeah like that is that changing is it more are, are people more wanting women in our culture to go get educated i think so they're they're recognizing the value of that. And even those, like, there are some who are selfish, too. They see it as another source of income to the house, for example, too. And they're like, oh. oh yeah, it's like a trend I've been seeing when I went to Palestine. Like, they're starting to prefer women who are educated and who can work for a while because it's a second source of income yeah, for the house. Yeah, very true. But it's also, like, we're bringing this up not to say that getting an education is for everybody. It's perfectly fine if somebody doesn't want to get an education and if they have, like, other... Or if they want to be a stay-at-home mom. That's a very valuable role in society and something that's 
very often overlooked as something that an uneducated woman would want to do or they just don't value that. But but getting an education is also important. And if somebody wants to get one, they should be able to. They should have that free will to. For me personally, when I look back on my college education, and again, I graduated degree in finance from St. Louis University. I'm in the workforce now. I've been in it for three years. Bro, I didn't learn shit in college. <laughs> I swear to God, I learned nothing. And the only thing that I, I look back on, I'm like, thank God for that, is the people I met. Well, I think that's... And that's the experiences what, I got to have because of that. That's an experience of college. Like, why should you go? I also think it's your major, like what you studied. That's like, true, too. for me... If you like, want to be like a doctor, you, you have to. Like, for me, it's just like everything that I'm learning now, like, it's going to be applicable to me when, when I start working. But oftentimes well, you don't need a four-year degree to do anything. But the good thing about college is the experiences and opportunities. It, there's so many doors that open up for you. Well, I just what did met, you study? I studied journalism and international relations. You, did you leave feeling like, damn, I, I know a yeah, lot of stuff. Yeah, she did. Do you remember what she just talked about? When oh, shit, place? yeah. She schooled me on we that. Should, we, I wish we were recorded that. Matty got wrecked. In a, in a <laughs> I debate. got wrecked. I bad. schooled him because I don't like the, this perception that the Arab world or quote unquote developing countries lack knowledge or lack ethic okay. or lack. Matty came at her with. Tell, I was tell speaking from personal experience, from like stories that I've heard. Her take was like a theoretical, like kind of like perspective. To give you guys give them the some specific context. symptoms that you were talking. I was talking about professionalism and then how... He said, Arab are lazy. He said it. <laughs> I heard it. And then how Arabs are not, like, career-oriented. They're, they're, not, they're not, like, career-driven or anything like that. As and, if it's a bad thing as well. And I brought her some examples from, like, some of my dad's friends who went back home to start, like, research facilities and then how they lapsed. And whenever they came back to work in the U.S., they missed on so much improvements in, like, the technology or, like, whatever career they were chasing. And they had to catch up, like, two years or three years worth of, like, missing out on, and that's on And that's a fair point. That is actually happening. And places in developing countries are lacking in a lot of things. However, you have to see why are they lacking? When did this become? There are so many things that came out of the Arab world, so many inventions, so many contributions. Now it's seen as a place that's very problematic. And But why right. is that? What caused that shift? And this isn't the Arab world isn't the only place experiencing this kinds these kinds of things. It's other, quote unquote, again developing nations, and all of them have a past of colonial colonialism, and colonization. And we can't overlook that. If we want to look for the, towards the future, we have to address our past. Absolutely. And as being in the financial industry for three years and learning nothing about finance and how our money system works. This is a whole different subject, but if you understood how skewed our financial system is and how great it is for the few in power, it explains so much that maybe our people aren't lazy or maybe our people aren't. It's not our culture. Maybe it's a skewed, broken system. And you under, once you understand that system, maybe you know how to like navigate it. Uh, oh, but oh, that's yeah. why they don't want people to understand it. It's a game. Trust me. It's insane. And I wasn't saying autumns are lazy. That's just like a... Kind of like a but, no, but bad said, way no, but you said to put it. <laughs> a lot of these things are like status-centered. Yeah. People who are like, oh, we have this and we have that. We have like first world-class facilities and, and these kind of things. And it's just not like academically driven, right? It's like we're not like really like advancing. Or we're not really doing anything. And There's no research fair. or like academic words are coming out from the Middle East. That's you know? happening. All that's... these things are coming out from the U.S. or from, like, from Europe or from like 
Asia. And if you notice, there are like a lot of like these Arab like engineers and scientists and everything. They flourish in 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 the West. So the problem isn't with the people. It's what it's yeah. with what institutions are set up in their own countries. It's always important to look at root causes rather than symptoms. Mm-hmm. And the root causes, it's, it's hard to pull back and look at it and be like, oh, this is cause and effect. One action of all these, um, like Lada was saying, colonialization and stuff. Things way out of my league. Like, <laughs> I could barely say that. <laughs> Colonialization. Colonization. Colonialized. <laughs> Sex is different. You're gonna learn English on this podcast. <laughs> Shit, now my English is broken. God damn it. It's karma. Wow. It is a little bit Flat of both back. though. Our culture is laid back. Like, hey, show up whenever you want. That's cool. You know what? And I love can, that. Can I we? Can that. we? Hold on. Hold on. That. Can it's we talk so about? Can you talk about your job and like what happened? Because oh my god, tell them. Oh fuck. They should hear about this story. This is funny, guys. Uh, this is rough for me to tell. This is <laughs> and I just look personal. Okay, listen, just to bag my ego real quick. <laughs> I work at Wells Fargo. Okay, I'm a trader. I'm doing pretty well for myself right now. Okay, we're at the fourth largest bank in the world. However, before this, <laughs> your boy was showing up late, working at TD Ameritrade, which is a different uh, brokerage company that get you access to the market. But it's like strict. You gotta if you're five minutes late, you're late. And if you do that 12 times, you're gone. Bro, I did that like 30 times. <laughs> I, I was cool with my manager, and I was like coasting for a while until it was like, dude, you can't do this anymore. Like, we're going to have to cut you. I was like, God damn. Like, I couldn't show my ass up five minutes earlier, <laughs> and I got let go because of it. But, I mean, if you a lifetime of showing up late, it's hard to break that habit. And that is directly because our culture is like that. <laughs> if you show up time, if, if someone tells you, hey, dial right now at 7 o'clock, and you show up at 7 o'clock, it's rude. That's rude. Yeah, you're going to make a shoot that one. They're already here. I'm Put like, the vacuum away. I'm like, I don't want to be rude and show up on time to work. <laughs> That's how bad it, it was. I fixed, I fixed it, though. Was, Are you on time now? Yeah, I am. Do you like your new job better? I do. That's good. Because, yeah, when, I mean, dude, banks are so powerful. There's so much opportunity and so much to learn. But that's not here nor there. But, yeah, that was my experience. Back to Hakifaldi. So anything else you want to share about women's roles and Law. standards, education? I mean, these kinds of things are we'll, we'll be discussing on their own, like, segments. Right. Because we can't really, like, we're both males and we're both... We're super privileged. We're not, we're, we have a privilege of being a male, and we're not, we can never like completely understand where a lot of these things stem from. So please share and give us feedback. Give us stories, because we're going to do another episode. We're going to dive in deep to each one. Right. Another thing you guys like mentioned, I think, in the last podcast was mental health. That's something that's often dismissed as hakifaldi. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. And um, it's super prevalent, specifically right now in America. Like with depression. Oh, and the anxiety. topics. Yeah, people are coming to understand it more here, stuff. but I think in our communities we still have some work to do. Yeah, I mean, the, what this was um, this happened like this last Eid. The Imam brought up mental health during the Eid prayer, and it was like you know Eid prayer is like when a lot of the Muslim community comes together 
and you all pray and then he addressed in there. Now, I don't know if people were paying attention because half of y'all are like sitting there talking and taking snaps and See, it is it does get really loud and like the woman cuz we have to sit uh, like pray behind the men. Unfortunately, I've never heard Eid khutbah, an Eid sermon ever. <laughs> it's really? always way too loud, yeah. But I did hear that the last one was on depression, and that really caught my attention. I kudos to them. This is yeah. at the masjid. Yeah. Yeah, during Eid um, sermon. It was at the. Y'all can it, hear? it was at the convention center. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So to give you guys some context, um, Eid prayers when Muslims go and pray their holiday prayer. It's just like yeah. the time when like the whole community comes together and they like, pray we'll, together. Yeah, we'll book out a convention center and everyone will go and it'll be a massive gathering of. Right, mm-hmm. and the imam the. Sheikh addressed mental health and addressed depression to everybody. And I don't know if everyone was listening, but it was... You listen? Yeah. Because I was... I heard it was really good. It was really good. And really important. Yeah. But you were there and couldn't hear it? Oh, uh, no, no. I've never heard one in my life. That's uh, that's upsetting. But what do you say? He just talked about, like, the, um, it shouldn't be neglected. It isn't um, like a faith that these things are, like, real and need, they need to be addressed and need to be cared for and talked about. And they shouldn't just be brushed off. And a lot of times it is considered something that's like lack of faith. And you just need to like believe that everything's happening for a reason. But that like sermon was saying like this is the imam was saying that this is something like that's real. What you're experiencing is valid. The imam? No. I don't know his name, but. Could you describe him? Beard? Tan? Oh, my God. <laughs> Eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> he has a beard. <laughs> But I mean, this was this is super relevant, right? Because I was listening to this talk um, the other day, and the guy was talking about like his kind of like his career and like and how he and the guy was Arabi, he was from Jordan, and then how he ended up like into mental health field. And then he was like interviewing one of his patients, and the lady goes, "I'd rather have cancer than depression." Because with cancer, people sympathize with me. People care about me and show me attention and love me and actually care. Versus when I have depression, I'm just neglected. No one cares. And everyone's like, oh, you just need to work on something. You need to like go out and like and do the work. And Or they're seen as such being a it's downer. It's just weakness or something. Or, yeah. yeah. And it's never really like cared for. Just like, oh, she'll be fine. She'll get over it. Everything will be okay. Yeah. It's just like a low moment in her life. Because and it almost she'll seems like back. you can pinpoint cancer. You can be like, this is the thing that's being attacked, and there's this biological organism that's doing the attacking, right? As like mental health, it's like, you can't. I have a mental health story, if you guys want to hear about myself. This isn't about depression, it's more about my own mental health. The kind of experiments and like learning that I'm doing is so bizarre. Like, don't judge me for this. I'm gonna, it's a long story, I'm gonna keep it short. I was listening to a YouTube video, um, a guy named Chrisma on Command, and he, does a lot of like educational pieces on on life like fitness and health and relationships and all that and he had one video where he had an ayahuasca trip you ever heard of that no you ever heard of ayahuasca nope it's this ancient blend of uh forest ingredients that people in peru or different native uh tribes to south america would do and it's basically like uh, hallucinogenics on steroids. It shoots you into a different world that like brings you back into like your soul. This is what's what's reported by anyone in, uh, in the thousands of years that they've been doing it, right? So he took it and he comes back with this experience about his childhood. 
in him because he's so successful. He's so success driven and so hard and so unrelenting on himself. He had a conversation with his childhood self about um, how he treats himself, his older self, right? But he's like, listen, you don't need to go to Peru and do ayahuasca to get the same effect, right? There's tools you can use and you can do this in your own life. And he laid it out, right? And I'm laying in my bed watching this YouTube <laughs> video. And I'm like, my door's locked. <laughs> no one's home. I'm like, shit, I might as well. Let me try to run this experiment, right? So he's like, in that picture, you, uh, picture your childhood, right? It's an empty room. And then start placing these objects from your childhood in the room. So I'm putting in kickballs. I'm putting in Nintendo. He's like, build this room. Focus and try to bring out your inner child. So I'm, I'm putting in the kickball and the Nintendo and everything's piecing together and like I'm starting to get into it, right? It's kind of like a meditative thing. And I, like, out of nowhere, I start snapping at myself. I'm like, walak, walak, ta'al. Like I start getting angry, like ta'al. Like I'm yelling at my childhood self and like I start to see my little self and like my back is turned to me, but like I'm not coming. Because, like, I'm scared, right? And I get madder and I get more mad and I start yelling, like, And, like, I, I lose him. He, he goes away. So I'm like, okay, I need to change my approach. And this time I'm, like, lost in it. Like, I'm in it, in it. And then, like, I come back to, like, a sweeter approach. And, like, I tell him, I start telling him to come. Like, it's going to be okay. Everything's fine. And I'm, my little me appears <laughs> and I start crying. Like you, I'm in my adult bed. Muhammad, me, or, I'm yeah. crying. Muhammad in real life is crying. I've only told this story to one person, and I'm losing. I'm like losing it, dude. It's uncontrollable, and like I do that for a couple, like thirty seconds, and then I snap out of it because I realize, like, holy shit, I'm, I'm looking at little child me, and I'm crying. And that whole day, just moments, boom, boom, boom. I just start crying out of nowhere. Like, there's, like, this weird thing in me that's, like, floating around that I'm, like, this guy where I'm, like, so hard and so, just so strict on myself. And I'm just, like, so, I, like, I feel like I'm just, like, if I'm not doing everything I can be doing, like, I treat myself so badly. And, like, this is, like, I'm, like, holy shit. Like, this is here. But no one will, no one would ever teach. I had to watch a YouTube video and run this experiment. So this approach kind of helped you. Like I'm coming to teach term. you how to be kinder to yourself. Yeah, like it taught me that. It brought to light, like, wow, I'm treating myself like pretty poorly. Mm-hmm. And where where would you hear about that? Right. Like that uh, from a freaking YouTube video. Like and I we hope like sharing our experiences with coming to our identities will help people self reflect. So I'm sure now after listening to this, people will that haven't thought about self-reflection before mm-hmm. are, like, thinking about it now. Yeah, I mean, it's heavy. Yeah, there's like there's a... so much to learn. But, yeah, when, when I was in that, like, little meditative experience, my little self, little Muhammad, with his little freaking polo shirt on that he was wearing, a little <laughs> white uniform I used to, when I went to school, like, he was telling me, like, you hate yourself. He was telling me that. It was so weird, guys. I can send you the video. I'll, I'll link. I'll, I'll wait. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll find the video. 
I guess we can link it somewhere. Charisma on command, and it was like ayahuasca experience, mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah, these are the types of things that hopefully we'll be able to expand on and share more experiences. Hopefully we gave you some courage to, you know, share your experience too. Listen, these guys didn't know about that story. Uh, but anyway, so these are the kind of things that we will be talking about. Um, we'll initiate a conversation, and we'll wait for you guys' feedback, and then we'll dive in, deconstruct... Um, all these stigmas and flaws within our culture. Um, so that kind of wraps it up for today. Stay tuned for our Instagram post to see what these two guys will be talking about next. And then please follow us on Instagram to maybe we'll help ha- uh, give Hamid some more attention because he really needs it. <laughs> for real. Um, I have the least amount of followers on here. I thought I was doing hot with 6.15. No, that's pretty terrible these days apparently. <laughs> Please follow me. Um, literally, Mohammed unfollowed me on Instagram so he can <laughs> have more followers. Where can they check us out? Besides, is like we're working on our iTunes. That's coming in. So for now, we're not really worried about the views or the follows. We just want to produce good content, and in hope that will word of mouth will come somewhere in play, and a lot of people would kind of give us a follow and would share their ideas with us. So we're not worried about that. It's just like it's just us kind of getting the word out there. And social media is our only platform where we can kind of like reach um, if, an if, audience. If they want to listen to us, where can they do that at? Uh, Spotify. Uh, we're working on getting it on Apple, on iTunes. Uh, our thing is pending. We're waiting for it to get approved. I think we're not super clear about this on our first episode. Our target audience are people who are young professionals, adults, because those, those are the people that are kind of curious or who are do listen to the podcast. Teens, Hamads, Loam Hamads. Don't listen to podcasts, okay? Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Okay. Um, people who do listen to podcasts are people in our age group in their mid twenties and up. So those are the people we're trying to target. Basically, the people with our same struggles. Yeah. They, they're teenagers married. don't care about these kind of things. I think hot podcasts are hot for teenagers right now. No, you got any not. numbers on this, Lada? No, I don't. Damn. I'm, I mean, I, we do actually, but in terms of like radio, and teens don't, are on. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an audience that we're trying to work on. Mm, interesting. So that wraps it up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Share us your stories. Stay positive. Talk to your little, your little child self. All right. Goal of the week. Oh, we should do that. <laughs> Goal of the week, go do ayahuasca. <laughs> go to Peru. I need Talk to. Talk to a shaman. <laughs> Be kind people. All right. God bless everybody. All right. Assalamu alaikum.